Kia ora koutou. Today I am talking to Emily Wikingi, who is a kapahaka performer and member of Tamatea Areki Nui, among many other things. Um, Tamatea Areki Nui are a kapahaka group that performed at Tamatutini in February this year. So we're going to have a korero about that. But first, welcome to B-Side Stories, Emily. Thank you. Um, to start, ko ai koe, no fia koe. Uh, ko Emily Wikingi ko Greenwa, heri ahau no Ngātika Meneti Tamatea. Kia ora. And just for a bit of background for us, how did you start your kapahaka journey? <laughs> um, I've always done kapahaka, probably not as parents in my performances, <laughs> um, but uh, at primary school it was always a thing. Um, we had a competition called Ngāti Whai. It wasn't really a competition, but it was a local primary schools in the Central Hawke's Bay area would put on a show once a year. And so we did that. I grew up um, at home in Toronga Home, so I've always been around waiata and things because my dad was um, did the whaikōrero at our marae all the time. So it's just always been part of life. Um, I then went to Māori boarding school. And kapahaka is a big thing around boarding schools. Afterwards, I had a break, and then I joined Tamatea. And my first performance would have been 2010. Mm. So you've been going with them for a while now. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so, oh, just for our listeners, if they haven't heard of the um, wonderful place of Porangaho, can you tell us about where you grew up? Yeah, um, so it's probably got a population of about 500 people. It's very rural Hawke's Bay. Um, say half an hour south of Waipukuru. So that's the closest yeah. town out on the coast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, <coughs> and so you've been with this team for about 13 years. And have you kind of, has that brought with you kind of a greater connection, do you think, to your whenua, your people, or was that already happening? <laughs> um, a mixture of both, because over the course of time now I've learned to speak Māori, so that makes a huge difference in um, learning whakapapa, the history inside all of those songs, because it's all about home, um, and there's a deeper connection, I guess, in knowing what it is you're singing about and then being able to put it into your performance. Um, because at boarding school, I didn't have that in Māori that I have now. And so sometimes as an adult, I'm like, oh, is that what they said down <laughs> at the school? Ah. I mean, if anyone knows the Waiata Paikia, you'll know there are a couple of words in there um, and when you make the connection to them, you're like, <laughs> ah, okay, and I've been singing that since I was how old, you know. Um, is that more like, is that R-rated content yeah. or is that? <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> cool. And then you're like, oh, that's why they actually look like that. Ah, okay. And, and also um, connecting with our family who doesn't live at home. Uh, so... There are a lot of us now um, who, half of our group aren't from or don't live in Porongahau and half of them live in the Hawke's Bay area. Uh, some 
most of us have a whānau connection to each other, so whatever our whānau is. And it was nice just to see all my cousins and get to know them as adults, um, especially for those ones who don't come home or we just haven't had a connection to in a long time. And now I see them, you know, six months of a year. Mm. And I'm going, oh, God, you're back. Yeah. You know. <laughs> um, and so do you need to have whakapapa connections here to be part of that team? No. Uh, we're an open group, so if anyone's interested, um, <laughs> <laughs> no mic. We start again in October. All right. <laughs> um, and can you just tell us a little bit about your experience learning te reo? as an adult yeah um it's a lifelong journey for people who are trying to to get there uh when i was um my first round of uni i had a lecturer called um minister and she was an she was a maori language teaching pākehā and her message in that class was if you're gonna do anything for te reo maori is speak it or hunger and I thought, ah, oh, yeah, my future children that I, you know, really know or care, <laughs> I'm going to do that for them. And, yeah, that became a reality when I got hapu in 2012. I thought, oh, I'm going to get my own degree and actually put that into action. So I spent um, time at night school, time at uni then, um, and then when my first baby arrived, we went to night school together. Mm-hmm. So birth, birth language is te reo Māori. And it was really good to see her in our class for people who were just learning that here's this kid that joins in now and they said you need to talk to some te reo Māori. Um, and then it just progressed, as you said, had more people trying to carry on doing um, night school um, and finish my work. Yeah, <laughs> and then you moved to bilingual town, yeah. up in Ōtake. Yeah. <laughs> and they are living the dream. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I see that. Um, s- just want to go back to the team for a bit, and I understand the team has a very like special kind of close connection with the late Piri Chasha. Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit about... Yeah, um, Uncle Piri and he's got a whole bunch of siblings um, and they've all performed with him, of course, so he is our founding member. Um, His wife, Jolene, used to run a performing arts school at Tukirea and and so they've got huge connections everywhere. Um, The group was established in 1979 when a tono came out that Kahunui should have a representative team at, it wasn't called Kamakatini at the time, but it must be now Aotearoa um, Performing Arts Festival. And so he said, yeah, okay, we're going to try and stand up that ōpū. And so they just put the word, the call out to whānau and anyone who wanted to join to come, and they managed to get a group. And so we've been going uh, to all our regionals. I think we've missed maybe one or two since then. And, and we must be in the third this year. Yeah. Um, and so all his children perform with us, and now his mutukini. Yeah. And so our team has three generations on the team. Yeah. Nice. Um, and 
So, yeah, shall we move on to this year's performance? And can you tell us a bit about how the pieces were kind of prepared, like the um, how they were composed? and So, um, our last regional performance must have been 2020. That was in Marketing. A few weeks prior, we'd just lost Uncle Pity. So, we were in the throes of practicing for... Uh, regionals when he passed away um, and we were actually at our noho that weekend but it was based in Porirua so when we heard the news our kapa travelled um, back to Te Rangahau to bring him back on Kiwi Rise uh, it was a real touch and go time for whether or not he would sing um, it's quite emotional when mm. you think about it because our whole program was dedicated to him. His daughter, Lisa, the most beautiful performance I've ever seen um, and what birds. And whether or not she could get up and deliver that because it became a mihi to our nation. And her karanga, if she actually gives it to start, it's not much for the karanga. But it's just so haunting. Mm. Um, and so that was probably about four weeks after that tangi we stood as a kappa in mourning and with all our uh, kare raukawa so it was made out of kawa kawa and that's all the um, the head pieces that he wore um, and we learnt our coral that was his favourite coral when he was a fetus uh, in those four weeks that we weren't doing one um, and then decided to soldier on and by luck he qualified for Matukini uh, and it was decided by our executive team um, that that would be what we would take to the national stage because of his contribution to Māori performing arts and just Māori art in general um, and he attributed to the Whakatauti Te Koe Whakairo Tēnana Tangata. So that is his ohaki. Te Koe Whakairo Tēnana Tangata refers to uh, where there is artistic excellence, there is human dignity. Mm. Um, which I think says a lot of it about him yeah. and his work. Yeah, that is beautiful. Yeah. So... Our coral is um, the piece about his journey. Uh, we talk about a money, the kāriārea, the, the so the hawk, and and where it might travel to um, after life, you know, and that's the tohu. Mm-hmm. Uh, your entrance is always a mihi, um, there's a mana whenua, when you go somewhere new to um, perform. Our moteatea was the last composition that he wrote for us and it's about our feeling. Um, So all of our pieces were dedicated to him and we had different roles because our haka talked about his roles in Tao Māori and Tao Pākehā because he was um, 
the advisor to the government minister. Mm. Yeah. And, but also in Tiao Māori, he was a really well-known kohinga. Um, and so I haka tere tere to his work in the, in the public sector. Um, yeah, so it's, it's quite an emotional ride for everybody. Yeah. Performing too. Yeah, very emotional, but you try not to do that on the stage. <laughs> <laughs> or channel the emotions well, in the yeah. performance. <laughs> yeah, through the performance. Yeah. Um, and so you said you were kind of um, spent half... <laughs> how long a lead-up was this? Yeah. And how did you kind of get together and rehearse when people are scattered around the nursery? Uh, we normally, so we have um, composers, so my cousins who speak Māori and uh, and then, so they go away and they're given, you know, items, what items would you like to compose um, and who do you want to have a musical component to this? So mm-hmm. we have some really, really talented people um, and so they start prepping those pieces as soon as they have a clear direction and this is where we want to go um, with the, the set as a whole. And in that, then you find a theme that, mm. that you might want to write about. So they go away and do the work. September, we start learning um, our first pieces. And it's normally two practices a month. Um, sometimes it might start a bit slower than that. But we normally have about six practices um, the five before Christmas. Half of them are based in Ōtaku and half are based in Tiamaha. And so it just is split mm. with whatever dates and times work. Yeah. And then it's every week just about after New Year. Yeah. And is that a full, like, is it a full day kind of together or? Uh, it's a full weekend. So okay, that's a, <laughs> that's yeah, a lot yeah, of time. And um, those first practices it's Saturday Sunday and then uh, the ones that are done in February it's Friday Saturday Sunday wow um, and you practice it in your own time in between yep because the idea is that you learn uh, all the words all the action before Christmas and then over that break you go and practice 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 and then after Christmas you work as a group to put it together. So mm-hmm. you've done your individual homework. Come and now, you know, you know your things as an individual. So now we're going to put it together as a group and see what it takes to start using the whole kapa and what effect. Because our leaders are quite visionary. So you have to think about what if, what effect as a whole team will look like on the stage and how your movements are portrayed not from just being close up in the audience, but right at the back, and what that looks like when you're right across the stage, um, and all your choreography, uh, when your feet feet out of time, or, you know, it's very noticeable, and so it's time to um, nail that down, so that you're all in sync, and your hands are all at the same level, they're all ready the same way, uh, you get up at the right time, Yeah. so it's just that whole group work, you sing all together, how are all your harmonies in the nursery room? 
sometimes we break away from that work to either work on a particular thing in an item and then yeah so it's lots of drilling yeah because by the time you come on stage hopefully it's muscle memory and then you think like oh my goodness look at all these people when you walk out there and you're like uh oh <laughs> what am I doing uh, hopefully your muscle memory will kick in because you've drilled drilled it so much that you just naturally move to the places you need to go or you know your actions just come I have to say, I so I had a I was watching last night. I was watching your performance mm. just to get me in the headspace to <laughs> have this corridor today. And there was one. I think it was your. Uh, is it the Fucker Eke? Is that the choreographed piece? Mm. And there was just this one moment where you, the team, just all kind of. It was kind of like my jaw dropped because it was so like well. Um, just working together and it had such a great visual impact so <laughs> yeah yeah lots of <laughs> drilling um yeah. Tomatea traditionally isn't really known as a as a group that performs much in okay. ever and so for some of us we were like very out of breath like it's it's you have to put in training your breathing yeah and how you sing and move at the same time and how you hold your breath like there's a lot of training that goes into performing that you probably never think about until you have to do it and it and um so when we came up we trained and practiced around breathing techniques and the different types of breath you need at times so that when you're performing you don't just let that breath get out of hand like and then it just just melts like it's um snap breath yeah That's like the new term. snap breath <laughs> <laughs> and so we train like holding Breathing in for 12 seconds, holding out for 12 seconds, pushing out like a four step for 12 seconds to create control during it. And the effort that you're putting in mm. to do it. And then you've got to think, oh my God, my body feels like other breath and I'm running from one half of the stage to the next. So Yeah. Um, yeah, there's <laughs> a lot of thought, like lots of mechanics to Tabahaka that most people probably won't think yeah. about. <laughs> that, yeah, that really is. Um, yeah, because when you watch it, all you can just see is this. Everyone, it looks so. I mean, you know, it's not easy, but it looks so easy. <laughs> um, our male leader uh, gives the Whaikorero, which is the Whakaeke in in Aotearoa. So after that big movement, and in our practices, there's always a yeah. Now you get three minutes to breathe, so don't get points off for breathing because <laughs> most of the time we're like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. it does take quite a bit of energy to... Yeah. 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 Luckily, you yeah. stay fit with lots of other well, sports. <laughs> and I try to. <laughs> Probably the most fittest I've ever been. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so what about... So there's the people on stage, which... Is there about 30 on stage? 40. Yeah. We're allowed 40 performers. Okay. And then what about people behind the scenes? Uh, we're very, very lucky that we have farmers come in to help... Um, do all the cooking for us so we don't have to worry about that. Sometimes we do, depending on, on where we're going. Um, we have an athletic team which includes our two leaders and then um, I'm on there as the treasurer. We have someone and then we have some junior other people who help uh, book venues, look at pricing for like a campaign of stuff costs a lot of money. 
um, yeah, so the campaign is it's the preparing for and eventually going to yeah. Mount Kakuma. So I think um, just getting to also remember that things might change yeah. um, and that not improving your food and yeah. So it was quite it was a quite a big chunk of money. Um, and you only get a little, um, you only get a certain amount of funding from the Mapukuma itself when you qualify. But for the most part, other papa fundraise, we do um, papers through ERC um, that can be delivered through the papa itself oh. um, to help get money so it makes it free for our farmers to attend. So they don't pay on their hopu. Yeah. Before we did it all that, we used to have to pay if they went to Kiriata. Yeah. And yeah. So there's lots of work. So the exec work meets all the time just to make sure the competitions are on track, the organisers and the huaganadu, and then do all the logistics. Like what what does that mean? Who's organising it? Accommodation, travel, food. Um, a lot of the times, I if we're in Otaki, I'll go and do the food packing. So it's all hands on deck. Yeah. Someone has to organise because everyone loves a new clothing, right? So uh, someone has to organise all of that. Yeah. yeah. And do you have, are your clothing, is it different each time? And and does the team kind of help design that or have a uh, we say have there? Yeah, no, we have a design um, that we use and it's the kaurapa of our waka. So it's the tail oh of okay. our waka. Um, and we have colours and sometimes the person who organised it it does a surprise colour and you're like oh. <laughs> um, so the team will get a set of t-shirts that uh, will be for that performance so that we all look the same if we're attending like a kohika mm-hmm. um, and then we have a whole range of things you can you can order depending on what's going on and yeah yeah um I have a question as well about, I've heard, you know, in some regions people have kind of specific papahaka moves or, you know, kind of signature moves for the region. Um, are there any of those that we should look out for in your villages? No, I don't think so. <laughs> All good. I think we're um, very subtle in Tahungana. Yeah. <laughs> well, we'll have to look extra <laughs> Um Right, so... This year, Matutini, you were on the stage and you'd be you've been with the group since twenty ten, you said. So mm. how many Matutinis w- would that have been for you? I feel like that was my number four. Okay. Um, yeah, well the years got a bit mixed up, didn't they, with yeah. COVID and stuff. So how was it going on stage this time, having done it a few times before and then a few years break and then with the added kind of like um, kind of feelings of, you know, this. I think when you arrive, like when our whole kappa finally got to Auckland, you can breathe a huge sigh of relief and, <laughs> you know, we count because we all came in on different flights. Some people were driving from Hawke's Bay and, of course, the cyclone had just happened. And yeah. even the flights out of Napier were a bit tentative at that, that time too. So when you're like, okay, 24 people have arrived, that means we've got enough for a team to take the stage. And then, yeah, 
and then our whole group are writing like, phew, we've all made oh. it here. That's bonus. Yeah, <laughs> and know? so that means you have to kind of avoid like illnesses yeah. and people having other kind of personal things happening yep. in their lives. Yeah, it's a lot. Mm-hmm. You just Hang breathe on. a sigh of relief, yeah. really, that you all made it. Because um, COVID had been going around. Yeah. Uh, some of the kapa at the time were cancelling noho because people were sick. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, so you're trying to avoid all of that. And to be honest, by the end of it, you're pretty exhausted. Yeah. Um, your body has just been in hard training for all that time. And for most of us, we work full-time during the week. We've got to travel on a Friday. And then it's all physical, you know, for that whole weekend, back to work Monday. Um, so you don't really get a get a break. Mm. You don't really get any real rest in, in between. Um, so once you, oh, the biggest celebration once your performance <laughs> is over, you're like, woohoo, out the back. As soon as you walk off the stage, yeah. you're all happy and careful, like, yes, we've yeah. won it. And, you know. Yeah. Um, and then you have a celebration afterwards. So we normally yeah. have a hakari wherever we're staying, um, and we do a wrap up, you know, for people because sometimes it's their first performance yeah. ever. So, oh wow, you know, yeah. to see how they're feeling, yeah. And there's lots of en- your adrenaline, eh? so mm. you've still got that pumping, yeah. Once you get off the stage, you know, for a few hours, so you're also riding on that yeah. high. And did you get a chance to watch the other teams perform? And do you have any favourites? Or mm, oh, I <laughs> I didn't because <laughs> the one day we were able to go back to the venue, so we didn't go to the venue until we performed, and we were only there for our performance, and then we left. Is that a team decision for like a psychological kind of preparation? Ah, uh, yeah, because for um, younger performers or first timers, it can really freak you out to see some of those groups, and you're like. <gasps> I don't look like that or, yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. oh, my yeah. body's so easy, <laughs> you know. So, yeah, yeah, it's to, just to help protect you. Yeah. But also um, you're kind of going to need the rest as well because and just um, that last kind of movement of a kapa and just looking after yourself because uh, before you hit the stage, it's all about looking after yourself, right? Um, yeah. And... We were staying about an hour away from the venue, but we were in traffic, so it took like two hours. Um, yeah, so we just made the decision that after our performance, we'll just head back, have our hakari, have our, I don't know, kōrero, see how we all laugh, celebrate, uh, and then if anyone wanted to, they could go the next day, which I did do. And I ended up standing in the stalls um, where all the shops are for the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> so I probably spent three hours there. Yeah. Um, were you just chatting, <laughs> buying things? Yeah. Yeah, because that's where most people are. And, yeah. and, you know, when you don't see people very often, but they're all there. So, yeah, you just get caught up in, in catching up with everyone that's in the area and family members that, you know. Yeah. Like I saw my cousin who lives in Auckland that I hadn't seen for ages and I didn't even know was going to be there, you know. Yeah. So you just end up getting caught up like that. Yeah. Yeah. A pretty big event in the calendar, yeah. eh? And yeah, it did seem kind of unsure for a while whether all the team, whether it was going to go ahead, and whether the team was particularly from the east coast was able to make it. Yeah, so um, we were affected by the cyclone, and when it hit on the Tuesday, we were supposed to fly out the following Monday. 
so for most of us, because our immediate whānaus still live in Poronga Hau, you know, uh, my husband and my cousins that live in Ōtaki travel back to Poronga Hau on the Wednesday and I started to help with the cleaning. Mm-hmm. And um, once I could work out, you know, the dates and that, I followed. Yeah. Um, and so we were up there and on the Friday we our leaders met with the Makahini and the leaders of the other kapa that were affected to make the decision on whether or not they should attend. Um, the group from Wairua, they they said, yep, we're still going. This was Mātangi Day. Wow. And so we, they were, you know, they were like wrapped in there. there yeah. Was, we weren't as bad. I mean, yeah, it was bad, but yeah. And so it was like, well, if they're still going to go, so mm. are we. Um, we had a practice, we had a day practice that weekend and it was decided that we would go to our day practice and then, so most of us were in Porongahau from Wednesday through to the Saturday morning when we left for the other kapu, Sunday at home to sort yourself out, fly out early Monday morning. Oh my goodness. Um, and a lot of our kaumata whose tazuni were affected also travelled with us. Mm. So, and uh, I think it was really good to have them because they they're away, you know, things can still keep happening when we're not there in yeah. the middle of it um, because it can be quite traumatic. Yeah. Like it's your whole life. Yeah. Your whole house is, you know, being flooded with silt and you can't keep any of your things. Yeah. Everything has to get blown out if it's being touched by the water. And that can be really traumatic for people to have to watch, you know, us come through your home and just be like, oh, no, that's got to go. You know, we can't get that. Sorry. Yeah. Mm -mm. So I think a nice breather. Yeah. um, Because the work still continues. Like, it's still going on now. But they won't come. And we've been back as a kappa to go and help with the cleaning. Wow. And and we'll probably go back again. So a lot of us still travel travel back there and help yeah yeah wow so it really is you know it was very intense yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah and you have yeah those those links between your cup and all of these Mm. just get Mm. stronger after (laughs) times like that Mm. um well we should probably wrap up here thank you so much for talking to us and god what a kind of um Thank you. Thrilling thing to be part of, like really. Um, twenty twenty five is the next one. Yep, and we'll be over in uh, New Plymouth, and that will help. Okay. Yeah. So you guys going to be aiming to get there? I too? think we are. Right. <laughs> and in the meantime, if people want to have a watch back, it's on YouTube, isn't it? Um. Yeah. Or they can go to TVNZ on demand. Ah, yeah. All the projects have been up on demand. Yeah. Check it out, Te Makateni, TVNZ. Kia ora, Emily. Thanks so much.